Welcome to Greater Freedom, a weekly podcast about how to build a successful business that lights you up and that you absolutely love whilst living a lifestyle that you are obsessed with. In this podcast, we put freedom at the forefront, financial freedom, time freedom, and freedom to travel the world whilst your business continues to thrive. I'm your host, Nicola Charlotte, a lifestyle-led business coach helping female entrepreneurs to have it all in a way that feels exciting, authentic, and aligned. I'm equal parts business and equal part mindset, here to show you how to use your energy to create that turning heads kind of success. I went from zero to plus five figure months in less than two years, and I'm here to tell you that your biggest, most expansive visions are so possible. In fact, they're so much closer than you think, and I'm gonna help you make that a reality. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Greater Freedom Podcast with me, your host, Nicola Charlotte. Today, I am joined by a guest based all the way over in California, which is very exciting. Um, Sky, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm very pleased to have you here, and I don't think we've had an expert that specializes in your area. So I'm even more buzzing about that because I know that it's going to be a really valuable and insightful episode for the listeners. So you are a TikTok coach and strategist, Mm -hmm. but I would love for you to explain in a little bit more detail what exactly it is that you do and how you support your clients. Yeah. So I basically, I started off as a social media manager. So I still have clients where I manage their strategy and actually like post the content for them. But in this moment in my business, I basically bring people on for consulting. And so we plan out their content based on their goals with social media, their interests, and just the platform itself. I know that TikTok is a robust platform. Um, There's a lot of navigation and not everybody has the time like I do to spend studying it. Um, So Mm. after being in marketing, social media for six years, you know, it definitely you start learning algorithms, what people like human behavior. Um, So I basically just help my clients understand what their audience is acting like with their content so we can create better content to serve them. And that makes the client or client's content easier to create. So um, anywhere from consultation to actual management. I love that. And one thing that you mentioned there, which we might be able to dive into in a little bit more detail, is that A word, the algorithm. Um, (laughs) And I'd love to get your opinion, I guess, on the balance between keeping on top of like the TikTok or Instagram, I guess, in other cases, algorithm, but Mm -hmm. also creating content that you love and that you enjoy creating. Like, how do we find that balance? Because it is important that we're aware, but also we don't want to be creating content purely to favor the algorithm. Exactly. I think it's all about, I mean, I think that's where creativity comes in. You know, like you really have to identify like that these platforms aren't human and they really don't care about us at the end of the day. So like you have to separate the fact that your audience is what's going to push out your content, but there are certain Mm. platforms like favor. So just because there's a format, whether that be like shorter form and like under 30 seconds or carousels or photos or whatever it is, you're still able to showcase your personality and your interest through any type of format that comes out from day in Mm. and you're like, 
today on, you know, like we didn't expect besides Vine, you know, like TikTok to be this big of a platform, but people are expressing themselves through it. Right. So I think it's thinking less about what's in the video and more about what formats you're using and what's working to that benefit because the algorithm doesn't decide who reacts or watches your whole video or comments on your video. They just decide what's getting pushed out more favorably at that time. So I think mm -hmm. it's really about using your creativity, whether, you know, recently in this, you know, this time in February, 2023 at this moment, it's like the photo sliders on TikTok are being favored. I'm sure you've heard that, you know, so it's like, but there's so many different ways that you can showcase that without or like, you know, doling yourself down or just favoring the algorithm. You know, it's like you really can showcase your personality, whatever you want to show on the platform through that. You know, it's really just thinking about formats from the algorithm and then human behavior with like the way your content performs, I personally think. Yeah, I really love that approach because it's not ignoring your own style and your own personality. It's yeah. how can I infuse my brand personality and my values and my skills into what the platform is currently kind of favoring or pushing out. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's really important. And on that same kind of vein, I guess, there are so many myths or rules or kind of supposed hacks, I guess, with TikTok of you have to be posting three to five times a day and you want to make sure that your videos are seven seconds long if you want to be seen. Like, I wonder whether there's any kind of stereotypical myths that you can like bust that will help people feel a sense of like relief that they don't have to be doing all these different things in order to achieve success through TikTok. Yeah, I think you nailed it on the head there. I mean, it's kind of falls between like this idea of it's not necessarily I would say a myth, like it is true that like, if you post more, you have more of an opportunity of being seen, you know, like, there's logic behind these things. So I think it's like, instead, when you hear somebody say things, say something in terms of advice of like, very strict advice like that, or you have to do this, think about why they're saying it in terms of I know it's easy for me to say, but like in terms of marketing or social media terms. So like when I hear somebody say, post three to five times a day. Absolutely. If somebody started posting three to five times a day for 90 days, they would see some type of success as long as they continue to get better, right? Because they're practicing, mm -hmm. they're getting more content out, which allows TikTok to push out different types. You know, they're bound to have one video like pop off a little bit more than the others, right? So it's just the it's just the reality of like that will happen. Same with like the seven second videos. We know that retention rate, which is like how much somebody watches your video is important. So if you're doing a seven second video and you have a lot of text on the screen, yeah, people are going to watch it over and over in order to, in order to like read that whole thing. So it's like, is this the only way to grow? Absolutely not. I personally am like playing social media for the long game for all my clients. I'm like, mm. hey, let's not be so like trendy. Of course, I love trends. I think some of them are so funny and they can showcase personality, of course. But it's like, let's build a long term strategy that you could essentially take over to any platform, right? So like, let's not just do what's working in that moment, like formats. Yes, but not like just the yeah, three to five times a day or the seven seconds or you can you should only be posting um, trends or one format of video, like sitting in front of the camera and nothing else, you know? So I really try to I, I give a variety of things that people can mm. do. And if you want to use those things that are working in the moment, like a seven second video to support your other content. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that's all you post because if that's all you post, how are some people supposed to connect with you? You know, like mm. I can't somebody who's just posting a seven second video 10 times a week, you know? So I think yeah. it's really about why are these people saying it? It's not necessarily not true, but it's not sustainable is the problem. 
Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, and I'd love to know your thoughts. I'm someone that TikTok isn't my main platform, but I've been using it more recently to help uh, grow visibility and kind of broaden my audience with the idea, in my case, that they'll then follow me on Instagram because that's where I'm more active and have more of like engaged audience. So if we're looking at like a longer term I guess, lead generation sort of funnel um, in terms of of visibility and awareness and then ultimately getting to the sale. Like, would you say TikTok is slightly further away from that point of purchase versus Instagram? Or would you say actually TikTok can be a great place to have create sales just as Instagram or LinkedIn or another platform might be able to achieve as well? Yeah, I definitely think that Instagram has a better flow for like DMs and Mm. um, selling in that term. But how I think of it is with TikTok, you obviously can, I would say, like reach more people easier, I guess. And I say easier as somebody who specializes in this. So that's not for everybody. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I think it's all about the way that you portray your content in terms of like, is your messaging very similar on both platforms? So if you're going to you know, if you're going to post on another platform, TikTok pretty much runs the social media world right now. You know, like YouTube's mm. on its own island, but like in terms of Instagram, we've seen like Instagram just tends to copy TikTok, you know? So if you're on it with TikTok, like you are having videos that perform, you're understanding the behavior on there, you're understanding how people are reacting to your content, you can almost pretty much bring that to Instagram and be successful as well. So like when I'm building mm-hmm. strategies for my clients, I build it for TikTok and we adjust slightly for Instagram. So like mm-hmm. I personally think that, you know, why not be, in, I'm not saying for everybody to be on two in the beginning because I know it's overwhelming, but when some, I'm helping somebody, they're hiring me to help, like they have me. I'm like, why not be on two platforms? Because we can do it at the same time with very similar content cutting things down maybe a little bit more, you know? So I really think it's about thinking that TikTok runs it right now. For any reason that we're going to change, this answer may change. But everything we see Instagram do, TikTok has already done. So it's like, okay, we'll understand that first and you're going to be successful on Instagram. So no matter where your leads are coming from, whether they're coming from TikTok, you know, then going to Instagram or they're coming from just themselves, TikTok and Instagram, you will be successful as long as you understand that. And I think over time, um, TikTok's gonna get better at like DMs and everything. So it's gonna be mm-hmm. I mean, we already see them getting there. Like I personally open my DMs to everybody now. So like I can get messages from anybody. It's still the organization isn't the same as Instagram, but I think that's the one thing that they're lacking. And as soon as they are able to do that, I feel like they will be the leader in terms of sales because then we'll have ways to actually communicate with these people on a level where they're actually able to reach out for leads or if they're a lead mm-hmm. or if they have questions and we're gonna able to actually have conversations. Just right now it's a little bit funky. Yeah. And I think one thing that you mentioned there, which is like key is understanding the platforms, you know, it's not copy paste onto both. It's okay. How's TikTok working? How's Instagram working? How can I be clever with repurposing my content and using it on Instagram? Um, But I suppose making, creating the time and spending, you know, a little bit of your time doing the research and understanding what the differences are is going to really make a big difference. Um, What would you advise in terms of, let's say there's someone who's listening, who uses Instagram and isn't, you know, as active on TikTok yet or wants to really grow their audience Mm -hmm. in terms of creating a bit more of a strategic approach to repurposing their content? um, What would you say the main differences are I suppose between videos posted on TikTok versus those um, that you could use on Instagram 
I would say in like a very, in a nutshell sense that TikTok is more authentic. You know, like I think that people are talking to the camera very more unedited, unfiltered. Mm. Um, so and I think it's very hard for people that are coming from Instagram to TikTok to understand that because, you know, I feel like I see very high quality content in terms of even like I'm saying camera quality, like the editing, not just like the value of the content, but high quality content on Instagram, where somebody comes to TikTok, that's not always going to work. Like I see people in cinema, like cinematography and videography, like where that works very well, considering that is their niche. Um, but mm-hmm. with that being said, you know, I think it's thinking about your content for more like, I don't know, an unfiltered sense, like how can you use that content and not airbrush it so much, you know, and like, not to say that you don't have fun with that, but people really enjoy TikTok as being like the FaceTime platform, like the platform where things like don't feel like, you know, they were edited, even if they are, you know, so they're really trying to, or like, and just thinking about, yeah, I say the FaceTime platform, like, I don't know how I would describe Instagram in like the other sense, but I would say even just reusing clips and not just like, like you said, copy pasting from Instagram to TikTok, because TikTok absolutely hates when like there's any Instagram text on anything, you know, so just using those bare videos. So like if you're not already right now, I would recommend like recording on your camera. So then you do have those opportunities when you're ready for another platform, whatever that platform is, is to actually use that beat or like that bare content instead of only like, oh, I recorded on Instagram. Like I don't have it, you know? So doing that now Mm -hmm. is going to save you. Like even if you're not ready to repurpose right now, you don't know what six months, like six months past what it's going to look like. You have those videos and they're probably still somewhat relevant. Maybe you're not going to use all of them, you know, but there's still some things I'm sure you can use that are timeless or that you can just, you know, post on this TikTok platform and use their features or edit somewhere else to allow yourself to also grow on another platform while you're starting Mm -hmm. trying to get your strategy in order. Right. So like I always see people like saying like, oh, I'm trying to get my strategy in order. Like I can't post yet. But like if you're coming from Instagram and you have old content, just start posting that. And then in that limits, kind of see what your audience is liking and build a strategy based on what your audience is saying versus like, I have no idea what I'm going into. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's two things I want to kind of pick up on there is a, the kind of authenticity and more organic, authentic content, which I'm not surprised at all is popular because YouTube, for example, is such a you know, trending current video content kind of consumption platform. Like I personally love watching YouTube videos way more than I like watching Netflix series because it is so personable in terms of just being real, you know, and I always find it so interesting how people love to watch like what I eat in a day or like what come (laughs) work out with me. It's like, why are we watching people eating their lunch? Like it's bizarre, but it's just like, that connection that I think it provides. And I think TikTok is exactly that. Um, Even if, you know, I know there's, I mean, to be honest, the content that I consume and watch are other coaches or creators um, in the space. But even if it's someone like making their matcha whilst they're telling you about an amazing new, um, you know, funnel that they've just built for their email marketing, it's that kind of style where it's less sort of sit down, watch me talk at my desk yeah. And more like organic and sort of off the cuff. Would you say that's that's correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also hard for like even people like me, like as coaches to even like think about that, you know, because I think we're just like we lead with our knowledge and like we don't think that people are interested in like anything else we have to do. But like showcasing mm-hmm. those small things like holding your dog when you're making a video, you know, like sitting on the couch yeah. drinking a cup of coffee or matcha, you know, like. People just enjoy that because it's also like even as an educator on the platform versus just an influencer, people see it as not so like 
I guess, scary. You know, they're not, they're like, oh, okay, well, maybe I can do this. Like, she's just a normal person too. Because sometimes we get overwhelmed. Like, it's like going to college or, you know, school. It's like, we don't want to necessarily just be the teacher, you know, like we also want to be relatable in some senses. You know, like there's a time and a place where like, yes, we probably need to sit down, give examples, like even for our own sake of like making the content, we like to think properly. But there's also other times where like, there's just things in our ba- our basic knowledge, not other people's that we can sit down and chat about and give our opinion, mm-hmm. on, you know, and like using mm-hmm. those topics to become relatable and show those pieces of our lives. We also have to remember TikTok came up in such a weird time and like COVID, you know, so with that being said, like, we really wanted connection during that time. Therefore, TikTok, I feel like is that connection platform for us. It's like we didn't we weren't able to see our friends in person. Like we were FaceTiming everybody. Every, all of our connection was through a screen. And so that mm-hmm. is what TikTok has built. And it just continues to be that platform because people ran to TikTok for that like, hey, I feel like crap today. Like I can't do anything, you know, like here's what I'm going to do over the next year because we can't leave, you know. So if we built that like almost like YouTube sense, but quick, you know, because our attention spans are already getting shorter and shorter from Instagram, but then TikTok honestly just put the icing on the cake and they're like, <laughs> Here, authenticity with short form content. Like, you know, we, we made that. So I think that we yeah. also remember when it came up and what our brains are trained to think of this platform as. Hey babe, if you're an online service provider, coach or content creator, ready to create higher revenue months from your content with ease and confidence, then listen up. I have created honestly the most epic free cheat sheet just for you it's a thorough resource outlining exactly what you need to do to build a more powerful brand through captivating content no more posting and hoping for sales this is for you if you want to convert your content to paying high ticket clients consistently this cheat sheet will help you stand out to your ideal client and start triggering those how can I work with you messages straight into your DMs. My free content to clients cheat sheet is available now via the link in the show notes or via the link in my Instagram bio at Nicola Charlotte Coaching. Download it today and let me know how you get on. For now, let's get on with the episode. Mm, that's super interesting and so valuable because that really, that really is it. And it's like, it is a skill though, being able to get across your message, catch your audience's attention, create like a valuable video. Like I always find there's so much that I want to say. And I'm like, no, no, no. If anything, break it down into three separate videos versus trying to, you know, before I know it, it's like 50 seconds. I'm like, but I haven't even got to my point number three yet, you know? So it's like keeping it shorter form. Um, And then going back to what you said as well, of just sort of almost getting started and seeing what lands and what your audience enjoy and then just testing things out I think that's always what people get a little bit caught up on is like oh I don't know what type of video or how where to start but as you say if you've got that content already use that in the meantime whilst you're sussing out what you enjoy or what works or what the current trends and algorithms are and then be creating it uh, sort of behind the scenes yeah, I think it's just meshing your, you know, like, you might find that the videos that you like to watch, like, as I always say, like, also, like, think when people are like, I have no idea what to create. I'm like, first of all, like, what do you like to watch? You know, mm. like, there's like, 
four or five different forms of content they watch, whether that be get ready with me's, whether that be like just, you know, in the car, like quick videos, whatever they are. I'm like, try making those, you know, like try making those with whatever you want to talk about, like not what they're talking about, but like whatever your interests are, et cetera. So try making those and they might find like their favorite piece of content. They don't like making, you know, like, and it's mm. bad thing, but I'm like, you may not like it. And like, you know, I really recommend not, I don't recommend like consuming more than you create, but really understanding like the community of the platform. So like you scroll through TikTok, but maybe don't scroll like with your direct, com- like, I guess I wouldn't say competitors, but, like people in your same niche, because yeah. like, I, I know you can start comparison can just paralyze your content. So really just scroll the platform of like other things if you can, and just see like how other people are like creatively creating videos, you know? So like, if you see somebody like, like you said, like, I'm sure somebody once just made a video when they were making their coffee. And now it's a typical thing, you know, that I feel like then you can start thinking like, oh, I can do that too. You know, just the idea of what this person is doing while creating the video, you can apply to your platform. So it's just really finding, like you said, what your audience likes and what you like and making it into like a hybrid. That's what I say. You know, you don't want yeah. to make content you're making, but your audience loves it, you know, so you need to find a good happy medium of both. Mm -mm. to me what kind of comes to mind and it's probably something that I will try and start doing more of myself but it's it's incorporating your TikTok videos into your everyday life rather than curating your videos more inauthentically like oh I'm going to sit down now and create a video it's like well every day I normally go for a walk in the park at lunchtime so actually I'll just spend 30 seconds on that walk giving a quick tip or hack or idea whilst I'm on my walk. And that's where I think that authenticity blends in with the value and and being catchy and engaging. Exactly. I think that also like for people, I'm personally a very like organized and structured person. So sometimes like that doesn't work for me because like I, yeah. I don't know, I just I also forget just because like I'm so many places at once, you know, so with that being said, I think that having like your sit down cure, maybe not like as, as much as curated content, but sit down content where you have time to create this and also that content. So like building habits, like mm-hmm. you said, like, if you, it's almost like habit stacking, right? It's like you take a walk, you record a video. So it's like, no matter what video mm-hmm. that is, like record a video. And then also having like maybe one day of the week or two days of the week where you do sit down and like have your more thought out pieces of content. Yeah. So then you're, you're a little bit of both, right? So then you can mm-hmm. allow you to show that authenticity and not to say the other ones aren't authentic, but then it allows you to also sit down and form like well thought out, like structured thoughts that like maybe your audience would, would enjoy, you know? So I think having mm-hmm. both is really useful because say for some reason, like it's raining for four days, like, oh, what happens to your content, you know? So like, mm-hmm. then you allow to post that other content that you have curated. So you're never lacking. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's so true. And that's, to be honest, what I do at the moment. There are more of those like educational style videos, but then more of the like spontaneous ones. Um, One of the other gray areas that I think a lot of people are never sure of with TikTok, which hopefully you might be able to provide a little bit of clarity on is what's the suggested route, I suppose, when it comes to engagement on TikTok. So obviously Instagram does encourage engagement pre post posting, you know, it helps let your viewers and audience know that you're active and visible. Is that the same with TikTok? Like, should we be engaging before we post? Or what's the kind of general rule around that? I honestly don't think so. Like, I mean, I I would say no, just from what I do, and what I've done for my clients, like, 
my clients are hardly on TikTok ever because we post or like the ones that we do management for because we're posting for them. Um, and then I personally am just like, I'm not that engaged on TikTok. Like I've watched a lot of things. I save a lot of things, but like, I just don't comment that much. Like, um, with that being, and I've seen success on all accounts, you know? So with that being said, I think it's more spending time on the content that you're creating. If you are a person that loves to engage, of course, like, and people are going to start seeing your name on things and everything. And of course that's, that's good for brand, like brand awareness, you know, creator awareness. But also I think if you're actually setting aside time to do this or like an hour a day, I would rather, if if you were my client, if somebody was my client, I'd rather you do that creating more content because at the end of the day, like, you're, you you want to serve your audience with more content that you like to create, of course, but like they want more, like people want to watch more people love scrolling through TikTok and their favorite creators. So with that being said, I think instead of engagement, it's more so just creating more content or mm. finding more ways that you can be creative with a different format, like spending more time in, the, in that instead. Yeah, love that. And based on the theme of the podcast, which is freedom, mm-hmm. um, I know that, you know, uh, one of the most I guess, biggest hurdles or kind of common fears around TikTok is, but I don't have the time to create as many videos or as much content as I need in order to see success from the platform. Do you have any tips or advice on how to be, I guess, like strategic with your time so that you can create content that is valuable and enough of it without it taking up three hours of your day and it eating into, you know, your, your freedom and your, and your spare time. Yeah. This is like a concept that I recently introduced like that. I think, cause I'm constantly coming up with ways to explain things like this. And so I think my most recent way is like low production, medium production and high production content. Mm. And so you have to find what category you fall in, in terms of where your life is at right now. So if somebody has a nine to five job, um, they want to work out after work and they cook. Right. So like that leaves them with any time left in the day. So they need to really rely on the low production content at that point until they maybe free up time with, you know, I don't know if they want to quit their job. If they want to quit their job that they can lean more on like the medium and high. And so I think it's always good to have a mix of everything. So maybe spending, you know, like a day creating a high piece of content. So let's just say seven posts a week, maybe five of those are low production. One is medium and one is high, right? So that you're mm. consistently going to change depending where you're at in life. If you're on a break, if it's the weekend, if it's a long weekend, right? But really thinking about your content that that term, if you're busy, low, right? Low, medium. If you're not busy, we can go medium, high. And then I think it's also mixing it with the thought of, like you said, is mixing it into your everyday life instead, you know? So like really not thinking it, everything has to be curated, you know, at the times where you do and you want to do that, you can. But I've seen many people be successful with quick content, you know, like quick pull out my phone and record on the app. Because I find that people when they're recording externally at times is that it comes like they pause, they redo, they do all this. When you're recording in the app, you're already editing for yourself when you're pressing mm. like stop go. And so like, I even find myself to this moment when I personally like recording on my phone because then I can repurpose and everything. I find myself if I'm like in a rut for some sorts or like, I just like can't get content out. And I'm like, I just don't want to edit it or can't speak, edit it, <laughs> um, then I would just do it on TikTok because I'm just like, okay, I know that I won't have to really edit anything after this. Um, I'm mm. just going to pretty much add some text and post it. And that should take me maybe 10, 15 minutes. Um, yeah. So if that's the case, and that's where I'm at in that moment. And that's where I'm at in work. Like I'm super busy with with work. That's what I'll do. So, I, and then I think again, like working into your everyday life, like you can use voiceovers. If you're working all day at a work from home job, record yourself doing small things at your desk. And then if you want to teach people 
I don't know, even social media, like I could do a voiceover teaching them a lesson with just small clips of me doing something, right? I'm adding value with a voiceover that's quick after instead of having to sit in front of a camera. So just introducing different things and thinking of it, like we said, creatively on how you can get this message across and your mission across without having to add, you know, four hours a day to edit content, record content, strategize what you're going to say, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I love those tips. And something that comes to mind that I'll just add as well, which I'm sure you do, but it's something that I find really valuable is um, if I'm, well, when I'm scrolling through TikTok, almost for inspiration, like I'll do it intentionally to be like, okay, what's trending at the moment? Like, what do I want to create? Is saving those videos into a folder for like inspiration so that when you come to sit down and create it, you've actually got maybe five, six, 10 videos that you like that you want to kind of recreate in your own style, obviously using your own language and stuff. But as if there's anyone listening that is like, where do I start? How do I know what to post? Like just doing that and creating up that folder of inspiration, I found was a really helpful way when I was kind of starting out as well. It helps you find your style too. Like you said, you know, like it helps you find like what you like and if you can make a mix of two different types of videos you like together. But, and I also recommend with the saving part is like, like you said, saving it to folders and I save them by week. You know, so I'll put like yes. through week because like otherwise there's so many and you're like, I don't even know why. I'm exactly this. the same. <laughs> yeah. Then I want to make a video like this. I can't remember, you know, so yeah. I really know like, like ideas and I put the week it is. So like that really helps mm. me organize instead of just leaving those videos because if you scroll through those, it's too overwhelming. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, so many good tips. Thank you so, so much. Um, if anyone wanted to find out more about kind of working with you on a more one-to-one basis and getting your expertise support, please share kind of where's best to find you and anything else that you would like to let the listeners know about. Yeah. So all of my one-on-one calls, audits, anything of that nature is in my stand store on both TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, you can find it anywhere. Um, But yeah, I do anything from strategy to management to quick audits to help you look through your content. So anything you need in terms of TikTok, I've got you. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sky. I'll leave your handles and links in the show notes. If anyone's got any questions as they're listening, please feel free to reach out to myself or Sky. And thank you so much again. This has been so valuable, so many takeaways, and I really appreciate you sharing all your knowledge and wisdom with us. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Right. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a review. I would love to hear from you. In the meantime, my DMs are always open. So come over and say hi at Nicola Charlotte Coaching. Bye.